Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My Seven Chakras, episode 179. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. The Seven Chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body, from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to My 7 Chakras. And now, your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. What's up, Action Takers? AJ here, your friend, your host, and your fellow action taker and you're tuned in to my seven chakras where we believe that science and spirit go hand in hand and that failure is a stepping stone to massive success so this is one show where we believe that your ability to make a difference in the world is directly proportional to your ability to take action every single day action tribe we have an epic session in store for you today but before that let's listen to our latest itunes review CJ and writes, if you love holistic health, then you love this podcast. I've learned so much from AJ as he continues to interview guests from all around the world. I've bought some of the books that they recommend. Thank you, AJ, for all you do. Action Tribe, if you want your review to be read out as well, make sure that you share your views, your thoughts, or your experiences in the form of an iTunes review. If this is your first time, writing a review is super easy. Now, if you're on your phone, your iPhone, just hit reviews and then hit write a review. You can also type in this link onto your browser to directly jump onto the iTunes review page. The link is my7chakras.com forward slash review. That's my7chakras.com forward slash review. Now, every review counts, action taker. So especially if you've experienced a change, take a few minutes to share your views because I read each and every one of them. Reviews help us get better rankings, more exposure, and ultimately more action takers just like yourself. So help me help you. And with that, we are now ready to bring you our featured guest for today, Reggie Padin. So Reggie, are you ready to inspire? I am ready to inspire. 
Wonderful. So, Action Tribe, in his new book, Get Out of the Dumpster, a true story on overcoming limitations, Dr. Padden narrates the story of how he went from being a high school dropout, working for pennies, hauling garbage by hand out of a dumpster, to becoming successful. So, Reggie, welcome to My 7 Chakras. Before moving on, take a few seconds extra to tell us a bit more about you. You know, I am a regular person, just like uh, you and everybody else, who started out making some bad choices in his life. Uh, number one, dropping out of high school and not continuing my, my education. As a, as a result of that, you know, I ended up in a, in a real dumpster, and we'll talk about that later on. But, you know, I've been able to implement a plan of action in my life that has taken me, uh, really propelled me from the dumpster to today. I, I, I lead a, a very successful, you know, successful life, very, very fulfilled life, helping other people come out of their dumpsters. I've been able to attain you know, two master's degree and a doctorate degree. And I, I, you know, working for me every day is not work. I can't believe they pay me to do the things that I do because I'm, I'm living my life's purpose and I am helping other people come out and figure out, figure out what it is that they, they want to do in their lives and what their purpose is and, and, and coach them through, through that process. So that's basically in a nutshell who I am. And, and you know, and I'm looking forward to uh, having this discussion with you, Ajay. Wonderful. Thanks a lot for sharing. Now, let's start today's interview with a dose of inspiration. What is your favorite inspirational quote? And how does that quote play out in your day-to-day life? Yeah, there's a poem entitled Invictus, written by William Ernest Henley. And in that poem, there's a, there's a phrase that it really encapsulates my, you know, it really, it really spoke to me. And, and I think it'll speak to a lot of people. And it, re- it, it reads this way, it matters not how straight the gate, uh, how charged with punishment the stroll. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. And um, it's a beautiful poem that I, I invite everybody else to, to read it. Because in, in, uh, at the end of the day, I believe wholeheartedly that, that we, are, we are in control of our fate, that we can um, sail our, our lives into the direction that we, that we want. And, you know, we'll face storms, we'll face difficulties, we'll face, you know, some, some tough moments. But at the end of the day, I think we will reach our destination if we, keep, if we keep our eyes on where it is that we want to go. So that is a, a wonderful poem that I think everybody should, everybody should read. Wonderful. I'm going to definitely read that poem uh, sometime today or tomorrow. But thanks a lot for sharing. I am the master of my fate and the captain of my oh, soul. So. Action Tribe, you are completely in control of your fate. And you get to steer the boat in the direction that you want it to go in. Because like we are learning today, you are the captain of your soul. So thanks a lot for sharing that. And with that, let's dive in. Reggie, what inspired you to write your book, Get Out of the Dumpster? You know, it's been a lifelong journey for me. You know, like I mentioned earlier, I I was a high school dropout that faced some difficulties in in my life. Ended up working um, in a company that at that point, I I had no idea was going out of business. And because they had to cut some costs, one of the, the, the places they ended up cutting was the waste management company. And so my boss called me into his office one day and said, hey, I need you to go get one of the company trucks and back it up to every single dumpster around the company. Get inside the dumpster, pull every last piece of garbage out of there, put it in the back of the truck and drive it to the landfill. Now, I don't know about, I don't know if you've ever walked by a dumpster in the middle of the summer, but it's not a pleasant situation. Now, imagine being chest deep inside a dumpster. Uh, And so, 
I, you know, I was, I was feeling very bad about myself. My, my, I had no self-esteem. You know, I had a, a young wife and a young son who's, who's 25 today, and we'll talk about him later on. And, you know, I, I thought, is this going to be what my life is, is going to be all about? And um, on my way back, on my way back from the landfill one day, I, I snapped out of it. And I said, no, this, this is not going to be the end for me. It's not going to be my, my destination. I'm going to do something about it. And so I created a plan of action that I, I basically worked for the last um, 20 years to bring me to the position where, where I am today. And so that inspired me to write the book. I've been thinking about the book for a while now, but I always felt very inadequate about it. I felt that, you know, I wasn't a writer. I hadn't accomplished much. And so every year I would say next year when I accomplished this, that, and the other. And finally, in 2014, when I, when I was awarded my doctorate degree, I said, okay, enough excuses. <laughs> you know, you need to share this message with, with people and help them come out of the dumpster. I mean, writing a book is a, is a wonderful way to get your message out. And it's something that is going to outlive you. And, and so that idea really inspired me to write the book. I, it was an inspiration for, for me to leave something for my, for my children. I have four children. And so that really motivated me and inspired me to, to finally sit down and put thoughts on paper and, and write the book. So thanks a lot for sharing. You spoke about being in a dumpster in the middle of yeah. the summer, which I'm sure is a really challenging situation that no one really wants to be in. Uh, but through your story, you've taken that story and you've made that into sort of like an analogy, right? A dumpster yeah. moment that people face in their lives as well. So based on your experience, what are some of the different dumpster moments that people face in their life? For me, I realized that coming out of the first dumpster was probably the easiest dumpster to come out of, by the way. Mm. Uh, and what I figured out was that there's other dumpsters that I've had to face in my life as I, as I moved from one level to the next. And, and what I figured out is I, as I started talking to with, with, other, with other people, um, people of all walks of life, of all educational levels, of all income brackets, I, I found out that everybody faces dumpsters in their lives. And it could be fear, it could be doubt, uh, it could be a low, low self-esteem, um, it could be a bad relationship, you know, a stuck in a, in a toxic relationship for a long time. It could be, you know, the lack of purpose and, and direction in their lives. It could be, you know, their finances, uh, their, their lack of education, uh, not knowing what to do next. All these things become dumpster moments. And the reason I call them dumpster moments is because it keeps people stuck stuck in, in that same level like if as though they were inside a dumpster without being able to to progress to the next level and sometimes those dumpster and by the way we all face those dumpster moments i tell people it's not bad that you face a dumpster moment a dumpster moment could be a great uh teaching moment for you and for me uh the problem is if we get stuck there and, and so some people stay there for a couple of days some people stay there for a couple of weeks some people stay you know stay there for a couple of months and years and decades and sadly enough you know for the people who who live in in that same level stuck always um, a lot of people go go to their graves without fulfilling their their destiny in in this life you know this book and the thoughts behind the book really apply applies to everybody really that is facing a, a moment where they feel like they're stuck. Got it. Like they want to get out of that. Right, right, right. So you spoke about the situation, right? The situation, whether you're in the dumpster or outside of it, but a situation where you're stuck uh, literally and metaphorically, symbolically, that doesn't allow you to grow, doesn't yeah. allow you to move on. And that very stagnant energy is depressing and is yeah. detrimental as well, right? Because you're not, even if you're 
taking action, you still uh, seem to be uh, stuck. Now, in your book, you talk about the importance of mindset. And as your story goes, uh, you went from being a high school dropout, hauling garbage by hand out of a dumpster to becoming a successful educator, author, and executive coach, right? So how has your mindset changed from back then to now? Well, you know, it's something that you have to almost like replace in an old operating system in your brain. Mm. We all have these programs in our brains that really affect every other area of our lives, our spiritual life, our, our physical life, our relationship life, our careers. It really affects everything, everything else. And that comes, by the way, from upbringing. It could be our parents and, and teachers and, and, and spiritual leaders and, and our surroundings. It's something that comes subtle. And, and sometimes, you know, they don't mean that, you know, people don't mean harm by, by them. Um, you know, they tell you, hey, don't, don't do that because, you know, you don't want to fail and look like a fool. Or don't try that because other people have tried and have failed. Or, you know, oh, can you really, really, can you really do that? And so they put all these, they put all these little programs in our, in our minds that really we carry for the, for the rest of our lives. And, it, and then what we have to do if we want to move to a higher, a higher level is that we have to replace those off old thoughts with new ones. There, there's been a study done where they, they looked at adult learning and the, the study says that, you know, you've heard, you've heard the saying that you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Well, the reason why uh, that is so um, is because when we learn, when we learn something, a behavior, uh, a pattern, you know, a piece of information, a skill, we are actually, we create new neurons in our, uh, neuron networks in our brain that, that never go away. And so, and so we, we have those, those habits. And so we, if we want to do something new in our lives, if we want to learn a new skill, a new thought pattern, then what we have to do is basically reprogram our brains and create new neurological patterns in our brain until those replace uh, the, the, old, the old pattern. Now, the old pattern is always going to be there. And, and we'll try to creep up uh, on us. But what we need to do is make sure that we, we give more credence and more time to the new thought pattern. And that's going to take time. It, it takes repetition. It takes um, intent. It takes coaching. It takes reading. It takes listening to, to the right things. It, it, it takes watching the right, the right programs and listening to podcasts like this and reading the right books and surrounding yourself with the right people. And it takes repetition after repetition after repetition after repetition until that becomes the new, the new norm in your life. Sure. Okay. So I love your analogy of the operating system. You spoke about the need to reprogram the mind to really unlearn the code that is currently yeah. running our operating system. And this code, as you mentioned, is not something that was fed in about one or two or three or even one year back. This code has been fed into our mind over the years since childhood by society, maybe your community or religion or schools, whatever it is. So it's sort of like, uh, you know, firstly recognizing that there is a code that's running our operating system and building that awareness and then sort of escaping the matrix by learning these new neural pathways that can help us change. So my question is, what are some of the steps that a person listening to the show right now could take in order to reprogram the mind? Well, it goes, it goes back to the, what I shared with you in the, in the beginning, that, that inspirational quote is understanding that you are, you are responsible for your life. That it's that it's not it's not an accident. Of mm -hmm. you're not an accident. You're, the things that are coming to your life are not an accident. So so you have to take full responsibility the, for the good, the bad, and the ugly in, in your life. Uh, because a lot of people want to blame, right? They want to. So you you have to remove the blame game. Step step away from the blame game. 
and really take absolute responsibility for your own life. Then is understanding that failure is good. You are going to fail. I am going to fail. And we've been programmed for, for the longest time that failure is bad. Failure means ridicule and it means, you know, you know, losing. And, and it doesn't have to be the case. Ultimate failure is when you stop trying. Failure is absolutely necessary to, to use it as a stepping stone in, a learning, in the learning process to get you to where you want to get to. I tell people, look, you have to always expect something good is going to happen to your life. You know, we have to push away the negativity. Well, you know, it happened for that person, but it can never happen for me. No, no, you have to remove those, those words from your mouth and those thoughts from your mind. And, and expect that something good is going to happen. Feel good about your future is another one. You know, that, that, is, that is probably the, the biggest thing that happened in my life. When I started visualizing my future and what my future could be, it really changed my outlook on everything. It changed my, um, the way I felt inside. And it gave me boldness and, and, and courage to, to really attempt some of those things in the beginning. And then you have to hold that vision of your future um, and don't let it go. I, I'm very big, again, in visualization. I'm big in writing down goals and looking at those goals every day. I'm, I'm very big in creating vision boards of what you want and constantly putting your mind to it and saying, okay, this is where I'm heading. This is what, what I want to do. Um, and then you have to, I tell people, you have to fake it till you make it. Again, you're not going to learn it the first time around. And so and so you're going to have to fake it and and, 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 and act as though, you are there even though you're not. I used to, I used to, um, very poor. Um, I lived in a, in a very not so good part of town. And I would, I remember putting my wife in the car and my, my children and we would drive to the nice part of town and I would really visualize that that's where I was going to live. And so I started behaving as though I already lived there. So my dress changed, my speech pattern changed, my, you know, I, I started living out that life. Um, I tell people, you got to stop complaining. That's never going to get you anywhere. And so stop complaining. And then you have to shut down your old mindset. Again, it goes back to that, you know, the, the, neuron, the, the neurons that you already have there, the network that you already have there will always be there. But you're going to have to, you have to numb that down and bring, bring the, new, the new pattern in. Um, and then the, the, probably the most important is finding reinforcement. Read the, the right books, uh, listen to the right things, talk to the right people, find coaches in your lives that can really reinforce you. Find friends that are going to propel you to that new, to that new um, level and not, and not bring you down. Always look higher um, when, when, you're, when you're looking for that network of people that you want to surround yourself because after all, we are the sum total of the five people that we most hang around with. Think about that one. Mm -hmm. And so you want to make sure that you have the right people around you that are going to take you to that next level. Got it. So you've outlined a couple of steps over here. Number one is take responsibility and stop blaming your circumstances or people for where you are. Number two is failure is the stepping stone to success. Realize that failure is inevitable. And when you fail, that's how you learn life lessons. And that's how you improve and learn. Number three, you mentioned the importance of visualizing the future. And then you said, behave, think, feel, and act like you're already living out the life of your dreams. Now, my question is, is there a systematic process or technique that you'd recommend for our listeners who want to visualize? You know, I don't, I don't think so. Everybody's different. And so sure. like in, my, in my case, in my case, I am very visual. I have to actually put it down. I have to 
you know, I remember that I, I you know, I had vision boards. And so I would cut down yeah. or crop, you know, the things that I wanted and, and I wanted to achieve. And so let me let me tell you something. It's not all, all about material things, you know. Um, mm. Actually, if, if, if people start uh, focusing on that, they're going to be they're going to be sorely disappointed when they when they achieve those things because they're going to think that that brings happiness and it doesn't. What really brings happiness is is giving back to others. But I I would put down you know the house where I wanted to live and the degrees I wanted to have and 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 the vehicle and and the things that I wanted to do and you know the schools that I wanted to open and 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 all these things I put I put in front of me and I constantly visualize that. For other people, it may be journaling. It may be you know, every day sitting down and writing down, you know, they're, they're almost like a, like a prophecy of their future, of where, you know, affirming, affirming where it is that they want to, that they want to be, you know, for other people, it's through, you know, the, attending seminars and workshops and listening to, to other motivational speakers or other teachers or other people who have gone through that before and, and get to, you know, but whatever it is that, you know, find, find what it is that, that really speaks to you and then, and then put it to practice. Got it. Now, you spoke about the importance and power of the vision board, right? And you mentioned that you've created it yourself and you've seen a lot of growth and change. Now, my question to you is once you make that vision board, do you place that in like your living room or somewhere more private like your bedroom? Yeah, for me, it's a part of my, my screensaver. Okay. okay. It's, been, it's been part of my screensaver. I put it in my computer. I put it in my screensaver in my, in my phone. That'll change. So whatever I'm, I'm really want to... Um, envision I'll switch the I'll switch the image on my on my phone right and, you know part of it wasn't just a vision board you know what I what I what I did create though because vi- visualization is perfect it's nice I mean it gets you yeah at least looking looking into the possibility of what it is that you want to accomplish but I actually created also a a um, a spreadsheet and I put I put years at the top. So you know when I started my journey, uh, it was it was back in in 1992, and so 92, 93, 94, 95, you know, so on and so forth. And and then I put you know my age, uh, my spouse's age, my children, what it is that I wanted to accomplish that particular year, how much money I wanted to make. And so I, I gradually increased, I increased all, all those things, you know, my, my, my education, my income level, my professional track yeah. is a very good way to keep yourself accountable yeah. because you see it there. The interesting and scary part of looking at a, a spreadsheet like that is that you see how, how brief uh, your, your, your life right now it is. You know, if you want to accomplish something, we all have X number of years uh, statistically that we, that we have on, on this earth to, to accomplish that. And so, you know, it keeps you really, um, it keeps you grounded. It keeps you accountable. And, and it gives you that purpose and that drive to really accomplish. Uh, because you can see the years and the decades, you know, go by you pretty quickly when you see it in that perspective. So it's almost like a, a bird's eye view of your, of, your, of your life. Right. So about my previous question, I guess my question was, how vocal can you or should you be about your vision? Right. So if it's in your living room, maybe your visitors, your guests, your relatives look at your vision and they might ask you questions. Right. Or should you be more private you know, about your vision and not tell a lot of people about it? That's a very, very, very good question. I, unless you are already surrounded by the right people, I would keep it very mm. private. OK. You, you understand what I'm saying? Because sure. because you may you may have it. And if people are, are not on the same plane and are, they don't have the same vision, mm. they're probably frustrated in life. And those are the people who are going to try to fire, you know, be firefighters with your, yep. you know, with your vision. 
Uh, now, if you, if you have found the right people in your life, um, you know, right now I only share my, my dreams and visions with very successful people, people who have done it, entrepreneurs and, and, and high-level executives and, and people who have, who have been there, done that. Uh, and because those, those are the people who are going to encourage me and say, hey, Rich, you may, you may want to consider this. You may don't overlook this, okay? They always see my vision with, with possibility, Whereas if it was somebody who, who's not been very successful or who's frustrated or who's, you know, who probably tried and gave up, okay, failed and gave up, if they look at that, they may, they may just say, hey, really, you're wasting your time. Don't do it. You know, I did it and it didn't work. Or, you, know what I'm, you know what I mean? So, so make sure that you're, you're very careful uh, who, you're, who you share that with. Got it. So you mentioned that these days you share your vision only with successful entrepreneurs and visionaries and, and, and people like that, right? So I do. my question is, for someone listening to this episode right now, starting on on their journey, how do they get in touch with these mentors <laughs> or, you know, people like that who like, know and trust them, right? Yeah, that's a very, that's a very good question because I write about that in my, in, in, as, as a chapter in my book. Um, hmm. I talk about the, the importance of having mentors, coaches and partners in your life. And and here's the bottom line, and I don't, you know, I, I don't, I don't know if this is a science or if yeah. it's always like this. But here's been my experience, and the experience of people that I've talked to, and that is, you have to start where you are right now. You may not have the mentors, you may not have the yeah. coaches, you may not have the partners. Now you can find virtual partners and coaches and mentors. And what I mean by that is, today we have the beauty, the beauty of the internet. We have Google and YouTube. And there's nothing new under the sun. If there's something that you want to accomplish, there's somebody else out there who's already done it, who's been there, sure. done that. And so if you don't have a mentor right now that can really coach you one-on-one, -on -one, then find a virtual mentor. I did that in the beginning. Now, when I did it, it was pre-internet. You know, pre so the way I did it was I found the books and I found the audio tapes and the videotapes and, and something like that. But now you have the, again, you have the beauty of the internet. Now, here's, here's the magic, and it's, it's a wonderful thing. Once you start moving in the direction of your purpose, and it's been my experience, the right people will come to you. You'll have these intersections. Now, of course, you have to put yourself out there. You can't be stagnant and, and in a room all the time. You have to go network. You have to grow in your career and your knowledge and really interact with people. But what's going to happen is you're going to come across these people. You're, you're going to intersect. And when you intersect with their lives and their lives intersect with yours, when you start engaging in conversations because you've already gone through the process before, they're gonna, they're gonna say, they're gonna, you're gonna speak the same language, basically. So I'll give you an example. Um, I, I wanted to, I wanted to start an online school, and in fact, my thesis for my MBA was on the creation of this, of this online school. And you know, I worked at it, and I did the research, and I presented it as a thesis, and of course, I got my MBA. And then the economy tanked. This was back in 2008. And so no investors were investing in anything new. But I kept, I kept my, my idea. I kept my, my vision. I, I became an expert at it, basically. And lo and behold, I go into a meeting one day, and it wasn't anything to do with this. And I can't even tell you how the conversation started, but it did start. And it was it, this, the gentleman that I was meeting with became my first investor because 
his his story and my story, you know, we it resonated with each other. But I was already in the process, you see. I was already moving. And so I tell people, look, start moving. Start Learn as much as you can about what it is that you want to do. Uh, become an expert at it. And you're gonna be, you're gonna be, you're gonna find yourself at the right, at the right place at the right time with the right per person or the right people that are gonna help you with with that next step. And and let me tell you something. Because of that meeting I had with that investor, that opened the door to other investors and other people, other experts that have been helping me in the implementation of this of this business business plan. I, it it is amazing what could happen once you put yourself out there. Love that. Now, one of the challenges that many people face is sticking to a plan of action, right? Because planning is one thing, setting a vision, you know, creating a vision board, and that's all amazing. And maybe you find a mentor as well. But the discipline required to stick to the plan and execute every single time is a whole different thing, which ultimately brings about a lasting change, right? So how does a person go about executing every single time? Yeah, I mean, there's no, it takes, going to take discipline. You're going to have to do it when you don't want to do it. I'll give, I'll give you an example. You know, I was, um, I was, there was a time in my life when I was morbidly obese and, uh, you know, I was struggling with my weight. And, and, and the reality was that I was, I was obese because of my own choice or bad choices. You know, I wasn't exercising. I was eating really, really poorly. And so I made a decision. No, in fact, uh, I had an uncle, my father's younger uh, brother, who passed away because of obesity-related issues, and he was quite young. And so I said, I, I said, this is not going to happen to me. And so I started, I started, you know, implementing a plan of action in my life that, that required me to get up every single day at, uh, you know, four thirty, five o'clock in the morning. And I started with, you know, with a video, uh, a DVD program, and a DVD exercise program. And um, I, you know, I just got up and, and did it, and I adjusted my eating and I, I did you know I started creating some healthy um, habits in my life but one of the things that I did in order to hold myself accountable was I went on Facebook and I, I told my, my friends on Facebook I said I'm, I'm, I'm on my way to lose weight in the next 90 days and here's a picture of me now and every day I'm gonna post my progress I would really appreciate if some of you out there would ask me from time to time how I'm doing and, and so I did. I said, one, day one, day two, day three, day four, day nine, day 10, day 12, day 45. Day f- and what happened was for me is it took 90 days for me to grow through that program. And it became a habit. From there, I went into a second 90-day program and then a third, a third 90-day program, a fourth round of 90-day program. And, and, and I haven't stopped ever since, even to this day. Actually, before this, uh, before this interview, uh, I already worked out once early in the morning and I was doing my second workout because today I had extra time. It's become for me a habit. Same thing with my education. You know, I had to do one course at a time and one semester at a time. And you just have to, when you're clear about your purpose, whatever it is, lose weight, you know, find the, the right person in your life, uh, make more money, you know, attain a, a, a start, start that business, um, attain a higher level of, of education. It, it really comes down to every, you have to get up every single day and you have to work at it every single day. You know, I, I, when I started this, it was six days a week. I only took one day off. And, and on that day off, I didn't know what to do with myself. Again, it, it's, a, it's a force of habit. When, once you create that habit, and then you can't live without it and it becomes automatic in your life. Wonderful. So there you go, Action Tribe. 
public declaration of your goals can work like magic because people around you feel inspired that someone that they know is now taking action and changing his or her life and many of them uh, as we're learning will be more than happy to hold you accountable to your change aj and something else that happened to me at least in in uh, actually in, in in all those things that i've uh, i've uh, you know that i've been able to do you inspire other people mm. you in- inspire other people to make adjustments in their lives and again, that to me, at the end of the day, is what it's all about. It's really helping right. other, cre- creating a better world for for ourselves, for our children, uh, for future generations. There's nothing like it when you when you're able to influence other people for the better. Wonderful. Thanks a lot for sharing, and thanks for articulating those ideas and concepts so far. Based on what you've shared, what is that one action step? That one step that you'd like to share with our listeners today for getting out of the dumpster. Yeah, find find your purpose. I tell people, and I write this in my book. The reason why we end up in dumpsters is because we lose we lose sight of our purpose. Whenever you lose sight of what you're what you're meant to do and meant to be, and and, and what your life is all about, you, you're gonna you're gonna be in a dumpster. And so the the sooner that you find your purpose, the better it's gonna be because it's gonna be your north star. That's gonna be your direction in which you know that's gonna really align the, the rest of your life around it. And so you, you'll put away distractions and you'll say no to things. You know, it's, it's okay to say no to a lot of things, actually, in order to say yes to the right things. And so find your purpose. I, I tell people, look, look at your childhood. There's some glimpses there. You know, I, my, my purpose became very, very clear that I was, I was here to entertain and inspire people. And, and not entertainment in the sense that I was going to sing a song or, you know, uh, or do a dance, but it's to hold people's attention long enough in order to create, um, to create an impact in their lives. Uh, and so everything that I do is based on, on, you know, helping other people come out of their dumpsters. That's everything that I do, whether it's having conversations like this or writing books or teaching classes or doing talks. It all revolves around helping other people come out of their out of their dumpsters figure help them figure out what their dumpsters are and, and in order to bring them out and so the, the, the quicker that you find your purpose the better it's going to be um, otherwise you're going to be you're going to be lost you're going to be doing this one day and that the other day and and you're going to you're going to waste a lot of time so action tribe to access today's show notes visit my seven chakras.com forward slash 179 that's my forward slash 179 You may encounter many defeats, but you must not be defeated. In fact, it may be necessary to encounter the defeat so that you know who you are, what you can rise from, and how you can still come out of it. This is an amazing quote by Maya Angelou. Action taker, you are in the midst of a battle right now. The battle for peace. The battle to fight for what's right. The battle to overcome health challenges. and The battle to become who you truly deserve to be. You are a spiritual warrior. So don't let the defeats put you down. In fact, rise from it. Come out of it. And when you tell your stories of triumph, your grandkids would be proud of you. So Reggie, on the topic of obstacles, talk to us about a time when you experienced a major life challenge. So firstly, how did you encounter it? And then what did you do? What steps did you take to overcome that obstacle? Yeah, probably the, the, the biggest obstacle is the one I already mentioned was, was that I found myself as a high school dropout inside a dumpster. 
And so for me, for me, that was a major obstacle because it really impacted my spirit. It, it, it really impacted my my mind, but it was it was also impacting my family. At that point, you know, I had a wife and, and a child. And so what I had to do in my case, because I found my purpose, what my purpose was, my purpose in, entailed teaching at the highest level possible, which meant I needed to get a doctorate. I needed to be a doctor. I needed to be a PhD. And so now imagine, imagine, you know, at that point I was a dropout. I didn't have any education. And so that meant that in order to become a PhD, I had to first, you know, get a, a, get a high school diploma. Uh, in the United States, we have something called a, the GED. And so I, I, got, I got a GED. And then it meant enrolling in, in a college and finishing one semester at a time, one class at a time, until I was done with that. And then it meant going for, for a master's degree. And then it meant because I wanted to expand my knowledge, it meant going for a second master's degree. Until and then it meant enrolling in a in a in a doctoral program and, and completing that. Uh, which, by the way, uh, the vast majority of people who who enter into a PhD program never complete it because it's it's really it's really tough. And so that that became my my purpose. And, and what happened was with each with each degree with each milestone that I was able to accomplish, it took care of of other things in my life. It took care of my finances, and I was making more money and. And, and I was able to grow in my career and meet the right people and, and really move in, in, a, in a different sphere of influence. I'm not telling people that that is what they need to do. But once you find your purpose and, and what the ultimate uh, manifestation of that purpose and then work yourself backwards and what it is, the steps that you need to accomplish in order to get there. Wonderful. So looking back now in just one sentence, what is that one major life lesson that you'd like to share with our listeners? You know, the, the lesson that I've been able to really learn is that um, limitations are an illusion. When you find what your purpose is, it's, you know, it comes from one of my favorite books, uh, The Alchemist. Mm-hmm. Once you find what your, what your life purpose is, the, the, the universe conspire uh, w- in order to make that come to pass. I truly believe that. And so limitations are nothing but an illusion. It's something that keeps you from really attempting what it is that you want to want to do um, and don't really exist if you if you really you know at the end of the day if you, if you believe it they, they're not there don't give up never never give up never give hope uh, give up hope you, you you'll be able to accomplish whatever it is that you want to accomplish if 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 it's aligned with your with your purpose well thanks a lot for sharing that story with us. I think it's really inspiring for so many of our listeners in different countries who are going through one or the other challenge, a challenge in terms of health, maybe their career, jobs, relationships, whatever it is. But I think your story is something that everyone can relate to. You said that the biggest obstacle for you was being inside a dumpster as a high school dropout, something that affected your spirit, your mind, your body and your family as well. Right. And that was a situation that you wanted to get out of as soon as possible. Then you realized that the first thing you need to do, like you shared with us today, is to find your purpose. What is that purpose? What is that one thing that you want to achieve at the end of your life? So you started there and you realized that your purpose was to teach, was to inspire people. And you recognize that goal and you decided, okay, that's my purpose. So now I have to get a degree. 
I have to get a PhD, which is a lofty goal, which was a really big goal that you set for yourself in the long term. And then you said, okay, now that I have to get a PhD, what do I need to do one step before that? You realized that you need to get a diploma, right? And you took action towards that and you enrolled in college and you took semester by semester, um, you know, and then you took a degree, your master's degree. And then you were in that momentum, right? You were in that in line and in track and, and chugging along. So you got another master's degree and then you finally completed your PhD. Not just doing it, but actually completing it, which I think is an achievement in itself. Because like you mentioned, because you set your purpose at the very beginning. And as you progressed, you began to have these small achievements. You crossed these small milestones, which gave you inspiration that you're on the right track and gave you some power, right? So I think what you've shared with us is, is really inspirational and really powerful is to just set your purpose, decide on that huge lofty goal and not worrying about how you'll get there, but just setting your goal and then working backwards, uh, taking step-by-step -step action till you achieve your life's purpose. So thanks a lot for sharing. I think it's really, really powerful. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's, um, I hope it, it helps uh, many people that are listening to this podcast. Oh, absolutely. And Action Tribe, as you head out in your life to implement the ideas that you've learned today, realize that there is so much that you can learn from nature. Nature is all about the cycle of balance, the yin and the yang, the summer and the winter, the ups and downs, whenever it's time, nature comes to your rescue to reestablish the balance once again. The problem occurs when there's a block that prevents the natural flow of nature. Like we're learning today, when you're in the dumpster, when you don't know how to move, when there's some stagnant energy, that block creates an emotion which ultimately results in a bad health condition or disease or whatever that uh, negative state might be. So whenever you notice you're in a block or there's some resistance, just let it flow. Because as the ancient Chinese philosopher Lao Tzu once said, life is a series of natural and spontaneous changes. Don't resist them. That only creates sorrow. Let reality be reality. Let things flow naturally forward in whatever way they like. And then you'll notice that you've changed. So Reggie, at this point in time, what is your life's calling or your purpose? Uh, my purpose, again, is to help other people come out of their dumpsters, in, in whatever dumpster they're facing, helping them um, figure out what their purpose is and, and, and really execute a plan of action in order to get to at least get moving in the, in the right direction. That is, my, that is my purpose in life. That's great. Now, as you look back at your life, was there ever a magical moment or a light bulb moment or maybe a defining moment that changed your life? Absolutely. I remember my first son was born and, um, you know, my, my wife and the child came, came home and my, my wife went to, to take a nap. And so it was just me and me and my son. I, I grabbed that little, that little baby in my, in my hands. And, um, and he was looking at me with these very innocent eyes and it, it broke me. It broke me down. And, 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 um, and I asked myself, what kind of life am I going to give, give this baby? And I, I, right there, that, that became my, I guess, a turning point that, that no, I was going to do whatever it took to, to give that baby a good life, be a good example for that baby, and, and do everything that I could to make sure that he was going on, on the right direction himself. And so, you know, um, becoming a father is, is a, is a, is a really, it's a, it could be a very powerful thing. And it, it certainly was for me. 
So there you go, Action Tribe. This is your moment to take some time to realize what is your why. Who is that person? What is that thing? What is that cause? What is that mission that really inspires you to change whatever is happening in your life right now towards massive action? Because you know it's there within you. Like we're learning in nature, that potential is always there. You need to change that potential energy into kinetic energy by taking action today itself. So, Raji, now we finally arrived at the very last round for today the wisdom round. And our listeners know that the purpose of this rapid fire round is to take notes and take action. So my first question, out of all the advice that you've received, what is the best advice that someone's ever given you? Execute. A lot, again, ideas ideas are good and vision, vision boards are great, but you need to execute. Everything is about falls on, on execution. And so, and so that is probably the biggest piece of advice that somebody gave me. And, and I tell everybody, um, you need to you need to execute your, your plan of action. So name a personal habit that keeps you going. I've picked up uh, physical exercise. And so I do a lot of uh, bodybuilding, weightlifting and, and running, uh, keeping myself, uh, keeping my body uh, in shape. And, and, you know, I do it very early in the mornings. I still get up at, you know, quarter to five every single morning and, and, and do that in the midst of a very, very busy schedule. Uh, I've created that habit. And, it's, and, that, and that has created a, a, a discipline in my life for other things as well. So what's your morning routine like? You know, wake up very, very early. Um, yeah. and, and I have my, my gym clothes already there in, in the bathroom, ready, ready to go. And I, I brush my teeth, put these, uh, these things on, and then I head to the gym. I listen to either an, you know, an inspirational talk as I'm on the treadmill, you know, the first, the first half hour or so. I'll listen to some music. Um, I'll do some reading as well uh, as I'm on, on the treadmill. Just getting my, my, my life centered as to what it is that I need to accomplish for, for that day and really bringing some inspiration in my life. Um, and then I jump, uh, start hitting the weights really hard. Uh, take a shower, try to eat five to seven meals a day, you know, go about my business of teaching and answering emails and writing. And, and uh, it's become it's become certainly a very gratifying, gratifying routine. So name a book that you'd like to recommend for our listeners today. I think I mentioned it already, um, but uh, The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho is an excellent, excellent book um, that really is a fable. Uh, it's, a, it's a fictional story of a young shepherd boy that sets out to find his own destiny in life. And, and you know, it's, uh, he goes through trials and, and, and he goes through some difficult moments. But at the end, at the end of the day, he does find his, his purpose in life, his destiny. And there's a quote there that really, is, it's a, it really encapsulates the, the whole book is to realize one's destiny is a person's only obligation. What do you think of that? Is the person's only obligation that is to re- realize our, our own our own personal destiny. Wow, I think that's that's powerful because when you just say that, it sort of ensures that all your strength, all yes. your conviction and determination is focused on just that one point, and that's all your obligation. Absolutely. Because if you fulfill that, you're actually contributing to the growth and evolution of humanity. And everyone's doing Absolutely. that. I think the human force is going to be multi-pronged and so much more stronger so thanks for sharing 
<laughs> and uh, you know the funny part is that i've read so many books of paulo coelho but that's the only book that i haven't read yet so maybe oh. this is just the impetus <laughs> i need to you know just yeah. pick up that book and start reading yeah <laughs> i mean i've heard the quotes and things like that and the fact that it's you know so inspiring and and moving but for some reason <laughs> i have not read it so yeah so maybe that's that's my call yes. to read the book then <laughs> it's second most translated book in the in the world yeah world. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yes. So thanks a lot for sharing. Action Tribe to access today's show notes. Visit my7chakras.com forward slash 179. That's our website forward slash 179. So Reggie, thank you so much for joining us today, sharing your stories and, and your experiences. Uh, before you go, tell us one thing that you are grateful for today and also tell us the best way we can find you. Yeah, so, so the child that I held in my hands uh, and I said, I promised that I was going to uh, yep. do him a, give him a good life. Uh, just just got engaged to his fiance last night, and so we did this huge family dinner at a at our local restaurant here in Miami, um, and it was it was so gratifying for me to see my son, who's now you know man, um, proposed to his to his fiance, and I'm you know I'm, I'm so thankful for my kids. Uh, they 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 are all doing doing great in life, and all doing you know what their what their life purpose is, and so. So I'm really, really thankful for that. Wonderful. Thanks a lot for sharing. And how do we get in touch with you? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Um, yes, uh, you can find me at www.reggipadin.com. That is R-E-G-G-I-E-P-A-D-I-N.com. And you can find the link to my, my book there. And you can find other, other, I believe, very useful information. Super. We'll have uh, these links up in the show notes so that our listeners can listen to this episode. And especially if they are listening so far, it means that they have really, really gotten inspired and want to make a change in their life. So they can go to this link, com, which we'll have up in the show notes. But thank you so much for coming on to our show, talking to us about the power of the mind and the power of visualization and the power of taking action and also taking us one step closer to a human revolution. You got it, AJ. It was really a pleasure to be, to be here with you. You are listening to My 7 Chakras. Go to mysevenchakras.com. Download your free gift, get inspired and take action. Transform your life today. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.